So from a young age, I've always been quite creative. I started off writing poetry and when I was younger, I was in primary school and I was getting into poem books and I started to learn guitar in primary school and started writing songs. And then I got a bit older, I got into bass guitar, started playing that and then got into bands, again writing songs, again writing poetry and then when I got to about 15 I discovered that I could DJ and for me it's very mindful. So my mental health isn't brilliant so for me it's an escapism, it's a distraction, it's helpful. Um, so when my mind starts wandering it's it's just the expression, the creative expression. It just gives me a little bit of space between what's going on. It's, it's, it's mindful. And I found that when I was in band, I got quite frustrated because I was doing most of the work, getting the gigs, I was managing us, and people wouldn't turn up. And for me, I get quite, you know, frustrated quite easily. So with DJing, and I've got into music production as well, um, I found that being solitary was the best thing for me for a while. It kind of just let me be on my own and I didn't have to rely on anyone else. It was just up to me. It was me that was doing the work and if anybody was going to let me down, it would be me. So that for me was, was how I played it. I am a bit of a control freak. So I grew up in Preston. I was born in London, well in Surrey. Um, I moved to Preston at quite a young age, grew up when moved to Exton, went to primary school there, then moved to Penwitham, then went to primary school there, stayed in Penwitham, then moved to Ashton, so there's a lot of moving about. I never settled, I didn't have a group of friends that were like lifelong friends. So I struggled socially as an only child as well. And I think struggling socially can have a big impact on your mental health because you're not getting... The, the social aspect of life, you're not, you're not communicating with people properly and then when you're moving around, you'll make friends and then you're leaving them. And for me, I have a great fear of abandonment. So when I do get close to people, I push people away and I've always been like that because I've suffered the trauma of being abandoned as a child and um, that correlates with my mental health and my state as an, as an adult. Um, I think it's very important that children should be looked after properly. Um, otherwise, it can cause a great deal of, you know, stress as an adult. But yeah, in regards to Preston, I um, I did a lot in Preston. I found getting into the scene in Preston was quite easy at first. There was a lot of friendly people. Don't get me wrong, it was very difficult at times because people can be quite arrogant in the DJ scene especially. But I managed to, even though my social skills weren't great as a child, because as I got older, I was having to deal with different people all the time. I actually became more social because I had I was an only child. I had to approach people to make friends. So I had to have the confidence to make friends. But what happened was I, I started drinking at a very young age because, it, again, escapism from trauma. And it was uh, in Preston and... I just became a very, I went from being a very closed in person to a very bubbly person, but I have manic depression and I think that's developed as a teenager. So I had very big highs and very big lows, 
But when I was very high, I was very sociable, very bubbly. So yeah, the scene in Preston, I did manage to get in there with people. So with my friends as a teenager, we did have a little group. Like I said, I didn't really have, I didn't have lifelong friends like you have from school. But um, I did manage to get in with a group of friends. And then I started mixing when I was 15. That was uh, 16 years ago. I started playing out in clubs when I was 18. It was at the mill in Preston, it was my first gig. It was very quiet, it was on turntables, it was all funky house and the vinyl that I had. I got paid £30 for a five-hour set, which is nothing. But it was a step in, and then there was a place called Loft. I started going to this Loft because people had kind of talked about it. And one of the DJs there, when I first started going there, said, oh, you're that DJ from the mill. So they started letting me have a little mix when they were mixing. And in time, it was it was quite difficult because the people that worked there were kind of up themselves a little bit because it was a very cool place to be. It was the place to be. It was open till six in the morning on Fridays and Saturday nights. It was, do you know what I mean? It was, it was cool. So yeah, I managed to get in there. I did flyering for them. I did DJing for them. I was like a Swiss army knife. I did everything in there. I did the promotions management, like I said, the DJing, you know, they switched on a Saturday night, they closed for an hour and redecorated for a different part of the night till six o'clock in the morning. It was called Absolute on a Saturday. And I, yeah, just did everything. From there, I met quite a lot of people in the scene. Started DJing at quite a few different places, like Revolutions. I had my own night on a Monday night at Manana's. Again, it was all full of very cool people. So there was a lot of arrogance. So you had to kind of just be cool. And I didn't want to be that kind of person that's hard to approach. And, you know, that has a resting miserable face. I want to say resting bitch face, but... Mm. Well, what I think, especially when you've got the next generation of DJs, you don't want to teach them to be arrogant. You want to teach them to be cool people. And I think you need to treat them with respect and allow them to be in your group. And they may not be the best DJs in the world, but you can teach them. Make them the best DJ that they can be. Make them the best performer that they can be. You know, teach them about stage presence. Make it so that they're comfortable with what they're doing and that they know what they're doing. And then they can progress to do great things and also be humble rather than being in a clique and then learning from this clique that, oh, actually, I'm too cool. I'm going to be arrogant. And I think that's just not the way forward. There's a new club opened in Preston called In Libra which plays underground electronic music. But I did an interview with them for Beat Radio. Really cool guys, really open. Um, they gave me free entry and a half-price guest list, so anybody who came in and name-dropped me got in for half-price on the opening night. Really cool, but they don't seem to be interested in including people that are in that are in the scene. The, the scene that I'm in, the underground electronic music scene, it's solid, but it's underground. And I tried to explain this. We are the underground electronic scene. The people you're going to get in is people from town who just want somewhere to go. You're not going to get us in unless... I don't want to say you cooperate, but unless you give us 
Some a relationship, yeah. And I said they're cool guys. I'm not slagging them off in any way. What they're doing is great, but they're saying like they're not going to offer the club out for other nights to host. They're not going to use any other DJs than the ones that they've found. And I think they should be using more of the underground scene techno DJs because they will bring a crowd in. Like I've said, they're going to get them open till five in the morning. It's going to be like Loft was. It's the last place to go. So you are going to be full of idiots. And what I found when I went there was I understand that bouncers need to be on form, but they, what a friend of mine, he just turned up and he went outside. He had the first time he'd been outside and he came back in and the bouncer said to him, every time you've come out, you've been more and more drunk. He said, I've just got here. The bouncers were really heavy and I don't think that people aren't relaxed when it's like that. And if you're not relaxed, you can't have a good time. I understand you've got to be strict, you know, with drugs that go on and all the rest of it. But that's going to happen anyway. You just need to control it, in my opinion anyway. I include myself in the drum and bass scene and the techno scene because I like to DJ both genres. So you've got nights in Preston at the ferry, such as Spin City. Um, there's been a recent Open Decks night, which has started, where they book you for it. Um, I played there at the ferry. That was really, really good vibe. Um, there's a there's a female DJ called Gemma Brennan. She's known as G Breezy. Um, she's she's really cool. She runs Spin City. She, we also do an all-female uh day party called pink rinse which we had at the ship that was a great day we had it outside it was more towards it was i think i can't remember when it was it was a few months ago yeah just not quite summer i think it was september and yeah that was really cool so there are some good nights going on so that's more the drum and bass and mixed genre in the techno scene as i've mentioned it's very underground we have parties not illegal parties we we have places to have parties and we go and it's and it's invite only we have a group and if you're not in it you you know you you you're not coming in uh it holds 80 where we go and you can get sometimes only 20 people come sometimes 50 people come um it was held in preston um, but it moved to still in preston but a little bit more hard to get to. So people, and it's not that, it's not actually that hard to get to, but in people's heads it is. Whereas the other venue used to get rammed. So I think with time, because it's pretty new, I think people just need to get their heads around. It's a fiver in a taxi. It's not that difficult. So I think that'll grow. And it's absolutely fantastic. And that's, that's a very closed scene though. Um, but it is the scene. I think venues that are willing to have late licences, because the people that I associate with, we're not violent, we chill, we have a good time, we're not troublemakers, and I think there's not enough venues there that can trust people to have a late licence. I mean, the, the ferret does it, but it only can do it so many times a year. I think maybe the council need to have a bit more lenience in people having later licence and allowing maybe 
a few more because when you're sort of you you know you're getting in your 20s you're learning what's going on you start going out but when you fall into this going into town going into revolutions going to tokyo joe's what was lava ignite i think it's turned back into tokyo joe's now i don't touch that side of preston and in libra was as far as i go into town on a night out don't get me wrong in the day i might go to the black horse or you know something like that I might go to the adelphi and everyone knows everyone in in this scene. There's so many people. When I moved away, I came back up for a funeral. Like I said, I didn't have lifelong friends, but I didn't realise that I did have friends. And I saw all these people and I'd wasted so much time when I'd moved away and I thought, why did I do it? But everything happens for a reason, doesn't it? I had to lose my DJ career. I was so poorly... I was in and out of hospital every month. Sometimes I think the longest admission I had in a psychiatric ward was three months. And it just ruined me. And I was a broken person. And I moved back to Preston last October. And I am a changed woman. With the people that I associate with, with the scene in Preston, these people have made me a better person. And I think we deserve more. We deserve more venues. We deserve more support from the council. You know, even stuff like we do a little party on Avonham Park. Um, on Avonham Park, we call it Ravenham. The council can be a bit funny with it, but it's just chilled. We do it in the summer. We put a pavilion up. We have the decks going. We did it in the summer. It was perfect. And then we had one of our parties afterwards, one of the more private parties. And it's just, it's just so comfortable. Everyone's just amazing. And I think there's more being done for the, I don't want to sound negative, but the not-so-cool people. And I think because there isn't an opportunity for them to experience a different scene, they do go to all these bars in Preston and they do get in trouble and they do blatantly take drugs. Don't get me wrong, drugs are a part of the scene in some aspects, but you have to be respectful. I myself, as I've been poorly, I can't touch anything so but people do there is a lack of youth clubs a massive lack of young people to go to to be safe off the streets and to be able to be creative learn skills i would happily volunteer in a youth club what myself and Catherine are doing i don't know if you know but we've got a record label and we want to what's that called it's chemical floor records it's completely non-profit Everything goes to charity. We've got three artists on the roster at the moment. We've had two releases, another one to be coming out soon. And, you know, it doesn't make a lot of money. Any events that we're going to do, you know, we'll get merchandise. What we want to do is create our own charity, which we have to raise just over £900 to make an incorporate non-profit charity. And we can then put our funds into that and what we plan to do is create music workshops for young people or people with mental health um, who are service users or can self-refer if they're dealing with, you know, or they're struggling, if they're struggling. We want to apply for an arts fund, which I'm going to look into. I was speaking to a girl and I wasn't aware of it and uh, she suggested it so i have looked online to that but i want to do it with katie mm. um fill it in together 
And yeah, so that's our plan. But definitely youth clubs. I think that's so important and having workshops. I remember when I lived in Penn with them, there was a youth club there. I don't know if it still exists today, but it was near the library that you've been talking about, which is off Liverpool Road. So off Liverpool Road down Cop Lane, they did drama classes and they had, on a Thursday, I think it was, you could just go and hang out. And there was a great guy called Ron who ran it. He had a mentor and youth worker called Marie and Marie mentored me at high school because I was struggling. And I think with people like that, they can put you down a completely different path in life and you could go and spiral out of control, but you get that one person who's willing to listen, willing to give you advice, willing to understand you for just a few minutes, especially when you're a teenager it can throw you in a completely different direction. And Marie Jones did that for me. And when I went to Ibiza to DJ in 2009, uh, I actually sent her a Facebook message saying, thank you so much. I don't think I'd be where I am if it wasn't for you. Because I I struggled with school and I ended up just not going. But when I was at Girls High, because I moved to Tulkith, more moving about, she, she helped me so much. And I think more people that need to be more youth centres, there need to be more people that are in the system to help people that are young and push them in the right direction and give them creativity, let them express themselves. And then when they get older, they can go into the scene with education, knowing I'm not going to go to these rubbish bars where everyone's troublemakers. I'm going to go and experience a proper night out where people are cool, people are sound, and there's not going to be any trouble, but people don't know about these things because they're not educated enough. And like you say, there's a big grime scene and it can, you know, lead to violence and stuff. But if you were to give them something to do, there'd be less of that. Kids hang around on the bus station anyway. I work in the Guild Hall, I volunteer for radio. So when I'm there, you you know, you see kids walking up and down and up and down, vandalising. They've got nothing to do. And they've and they get bored. And the behaviour becomes reckless because they've got no direction. So they need direction. You know, everyone's so caught up in social media, kids especially, and you know, the bullying that goes on and so many young people are committing suicide these days. People as young as ten because they're getting bullied. If they had somewhere a sanctuary to go to where they can find people who understand them, can guide them, it wouldn't be happening. The solidness of the scenes, the the way people will let you in. There's some people that are arrogant and won't, but they're the wrong people to gel with. If you look, you'll find the right people. And I think there is, everyone knows everyone in Preston through someone. And, you know, I just hope that people can find each other and just be solid. I think Preston's so underrated and there's just so many good people and close community. And I think that's that's what gave me the hope. And that's why I came back. Because it's just it's just so solid. And it is industrial. It's a nice place. 
and there's a lot to see. There's, but there's just not enough to do. I know a lot of people, and these people, I think, would be so happy to be involved in helping the next generation become as solid as we are. And, I mean, I could think of a select few people that, you know, would be happy to get around the table and go, what are we going to do? What are we going to put on? Under-18s nights. With What I used to do, I used to DJ at Max, you know, Max Bar in town. And it was all very commercial music, which I wasn't really into, but it was my job. And what I tended to do was kind of mix it up a bit with remixes. So playing the songs that they knew with the vocals, playing bootlegs that were more techno, electro, a variation. And you're kind of tricking people into liking for, I don't want to say better music because everyone has their own opinion on music and everybody's got their own vibe. But for what, in my eyes, is what I think people should be listening to. So I think if we maybe had an under-18s night that was a variated night with different genres, maybe introducing a bit of drum and bass, but kind of having, like, the bootlegs with the vocals in. There's a lot of tracks out there that, you know, like Chasing Status and stuff like that, that are in the charts. It's drum and bass, but people can't get their head around that. And, you know, you, there was a big thing for Deep House at one point, which I'm not a big fan of. I do like some of it. But, the, but again, with vocals on top of it, I like myself, I make music. I can do that. I can make these tracks. And if we had an under-18s night, we have multi-genre nights. We do do that. The open decks night that I went to, we had some garage, we had drum and bass, we had techno, the all-female. We, again, we had a bit of bounce. Uh, someone did hard style. I was playing jungle, and then someone was doing jump-up drum and bass. It changed up, and people enjoyed it. <coughs> but I think with the younger generation, you need to ease them in. You can't just slam hard music in their face. Like I say, play some remixes. Play them songs that they know... Like, there was a great Adele remix, Rolling in the Deep, but it had a slamming remix, an electro remix, and I played that all the time in Max, and it was absolutely... They knew the words. They knew the words, so they get up to it. And you're kind of, like I say, tricking them a little bit because they're thinking, oh, this is a good sound, this. Next thing you know, they like the electro, and they're into a different scene. And I don't mean to manipulate people, but I'm a DJ. I'm meant to educate people in music. That's my job. I don't... I'm not someone who takes requests. I will play what I think is right at the time. I read the room and I educate people with what I think is the best music going at the time. Visuals. Love my visuals. Because it's a big part of it, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Me and Katie, we did a gig a few weeks ago. It wasn't even a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago. And we had um, the software Serato on her laptop. And what you can actually do, you have a HDMI lead. You can put it into a TV or projector and you mix the visuals in. I have a friend called Robin Hill. He knows. If you don't know Robin, in our age group, sort of like 25 to... He's, he's about 40... So if you're at 25 to 50, everyone knows Robin. 
and he, so VJing and stuff is it? He thing. does a lot of visuals and VJing. There's uh, a couple of guys, brothers, uh, Paul and Neil Dilworth. They do a lot of live music, a lot of experimental stuff, and they also do visuals and lighting. We have the people to do these things. And you have the kit. We have the kit. We have everything. We have the stuff mm-hmm. to do it. And I think, I think a great venue to maybe do a night for younger people. I mean, there's a few. It doesn't need to be a late license because they're only young. If you did an under 18s night, I mean, I have a, I have a personal license, but you, I don't know if you'd need that because you're not serving alcohol, are you? Um, but I think I think that would be a great idea, and promoting on Facebook, going into schools. I know teachers. Uh, a friend of mine, Claire Challoner, she's a teacher in Croston. And a friend of mine, Zara Knowles, she's a teacher as well. She's at university studying art, so she's a very creative person, loves her music, and she can get involved. She'd put up artwork, you know, make it visually nice in a comfortable environment. You know, we could be there, a few of the older people, just to, you know, maybe chat to the younger ones and just educate them into different styles of music, different genres, but not too hard. Like I said, not rushing into it, but, you know, maybe doing one, maybe, you know, just tepid, see if they like it. If they come back to the next one, maybe, you know, push the boundaries a bit more. And as you get, you know, as you do more, just see if you can, you know, get get a scene going with them. And, you know, I know people that would be up for doing that. And we we have the technology. And I think the idea of going into schools and having more youth centres, more more places for young people to go and to be able to socialise. But like I said, bullying is a massive thing at the moment and a bit of escapism for some people and being safe is really important because of feeling unsafe in yourself and being living in fear, it, it does make you want to do bad things. Mm. And the suicide rate, like I said, is is getting stupid. What our scene is about, what we do with our scene, is the next generation. We want to pass that on. We want them to grow up being humble and, you know, not troublemakers mm. and being creative and having something to do and having a passion. I think that's so important when you've got a passion because without passion, you've not got a lot. Nick Almond, he's been around for a very long time. He's done it and he's humble and I think he would be willing to pass on his education. He's been brilliant with me. He's given me an opportunity to DJ. I think he would be the one that I would say could make a difference. Thank you very much. Is that okay? Great.